Hello, everybody. We are here. It's episode 41 of Podcast Fab Boy. I am back. I'm trying to get on schedule here. I really should take the description that says this is a weekly podcast out of the description on iTunes. I do apologize for that. It's more of a sporadic podcast, as as you listeners know, because I do seem to still get listeners on this show, even though I don't promote it very well. I kind of just pop up on you. You never know when you're going to get me. This is not what you should do with a podcast. This is not how you have a successful podcast that will one day monetize and get you all kinds of money. What you are supposed to do is stick to a schedule. You're supposed to use social media. You're supposed to have guests on that they can help promote it. I don't do any of that shit. This is all about me and what the fuck I want to do. Thank you for listening to Podcast Fat Boy. It's episode 41. Let's go. Who's a fat boy? Podcast Fat Boy. So, I've got a CBS official update. Charlie Bucket Studio is going to be on the move. It is unfortunate. The new buyers of the house have come by and uh, very ignorantly came in with measuring tapes for a buyer visit. We thought maybe it was to introduce themselves and to kind of give us some understanding of what's going to happen. Instead, they just proceeded in silence and, and well, not just silence. They were also uh, exemplifying a lot of joy because it is exciting. They just bought a giant mansion that they're going to turn into a single family dwelling. We had to pull this fact out of them. The wife of the husband that uh, are the two that are purchasing the home. I had to literally stop her from measuring my apartment inch by inch to be like, could you please just give us a heads up on what's happening. And this is what's <laughs> this is the state of the city right now. Okay. Renters are being priced out. People don't give a shit about renters, even though we make up the majority of the city. Now, these people, she told us that, yes, my in-laws are moving across the hall to our, our friend Zach's apartment, a.k.a. Bubka. I've talked about fucking Bubka in the last one, I think. Bubka's fucking moving in. It's going to be reeking like pierogues in here. Some fucking haluchis. Where are my Slavic people at? Hello? Where are my Slavs at? Um, so they're moving in, and they're going to like convert our apartment and the unit upstairs into one glorious house, essentially. And I am being evicted. I'm giving an eviction notice as of July 1st. So that means I've got two months. September 1st, we're out of here. We are being made homeless. I've never, this is the first time in my life that I've been told that you, you are going to be homeless if you don't get your shit together. Not even my parents have kicked me out of a house or told me I had to leave by 18. I've left everywhere I've lived on my own terms, essentially. But now it's a, you know, and this has happened to billions of people. 
billions of people have been kicked out of their homes. And it's just such a strange feeling for this to happen. You know, we're just pests to these people. There's so many pests already in this house. I've got a fucking ant problem I'm trying to get under control right now. You know, there's squirrels living in the walls. There was a huge mice problem that I had to get, you know, took us years to get under control to block them out. They're in the walls, too. Uh, and let's not even forget about those disgusting looking, uh, what are they called? Like basement bugs or whatever. They, they're hideous. They're like uh, eyebrows with legs. Uh, they're, they're disgusting. But apparently they're good for the walls. They, they eat all those little bugs. You know, they, they do eat the ants and whatnot. So they are actually the one friend that you have in here. And you just got to let them thrive, unfortunately. But everything else, it's just, whoa. When they start knocking down walls here, which I think they're going to do, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, I think it's going to be unhealthy for them. I think they, they need to be careful. I think they need to make sure there's, you know, it's a hundred year old house. Maybe uh, get someone in to test for asbestos and whatnot. You don't want to knock that shit loose. You don't want to buy a $2 million home and then have to, you know, uh, go get chemo for your mesotheliomia. Okay? You don't want to have to call that 1-800 number on the TV. They still play that? I don't have cable anymore. They still have the mesothelioma uh, hotline for people that have been contaminated. That's the, you know, there's a ton of shit, guys. And I, I you know, I, I don't want to ramble on too long, but, you know, this has affected my health. You know, I always try to to get it back to the fitness part of the podcast. And this has definitely affected my health. This whole thing with the house being on the market for seven months, my landlord getting a half a million under her asking price. Cheers to that. And, uh, you know, not knowing, just the not knowing of where you're going to live, what you're going to do. I'm getting fucking married in September. This is not how you think of starting your marriage uh, on the streets. (laughs) So it is official. We've talked about it. We are getting the fuck out of Toronto. Goodbye. Ciao. Thanks for having us. We can't afford you anymore. I'm not paying a slumlord $2,500 to three grand for some shitty fucking apartment that probably, you know, won't have any of the, the amenities or the utilities or the appliances that it should have. You, I'm talking to the the high majority of you slumlords out there in Toronto, you landlords, you either you've bought a house with a very small down payment and you can't afford to live in that house and that's why you have jacked it up, or you're just taking advantage of the 1% vacancy rate in this city. That's what we're at, a 1% vacancy. And that is why the prices are so jacked up. The demand is so high that everyone looks to each other and go, well, what's the what's everyone What's it going for now? You know how much I paid for rent in this apartment? Thirteen fifty. My rent has never been raised. That is one thing that I am grateful to my landlords for. They've they've just, they just care about having good tenants, but they also have a house they paid for that was seven hundred and twenty five thousand, not two million. So yeah, you of course can afford that if you got three apartments pulling in four grand a month. We're pretty much paying the whole mortgage here. Uh, but it's just, it's not, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do it. I can't pay 
hundreds of thousands of dollars for someone else's mortgage anymore. I'm done. If I'm, if I'm going to pay that on a mortgage, it's going to be my fucking own. So we're doing what all the great cultures of the world do. We're moving back in with family to start our marriage and save money hard to add to a down payment we already have and buy a fucking house somewhere outside this fucking city that is falling in on itself that is like eventually like it's gonna burst it's gonna Toronto's gonna get nasty all these condos and stuff that they've got built on the lakeshore they're gonna turn into fucking low rent apartment buildings eventually it's gonna be fucking blown out windows like in Detroit it's just it's pushing everyone away there's gonna be nobody that can work in the fucking city and do the jobs where you get your fucking coffee or your food your grocery stores nobody can fucking afford to to live and work at these places make a minimum fucking wage I'm sorry but I'm ranting because I am leaving this city you know I I've lived here a really long time I was born in the city and then uh, I I totally get why my dad wanted to leave when I was two years old and move to a suburb. I get it. I don't really want to live in a fucking suburb. I would like to live, you know, some, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I feel like I want a little bit of property. I want to kind of have some privacy, but it's going to be fucking lonely too. And I'm going to have to, we're going to have to commute in, you know, it's, it's going to be a big change for us, but we got to take this step now. It's all like happening for a reason at this time. The podcast, podcast fat boy, do not worry, will continue. Charlie Bucket Studio, all I need is my bed. You know that. I fucking know that. So we're moving to Newmarket. We are going to the GTA for a year. At least we're going to try, see how it goes. We might pull our fucking hair out of our heads. We don't know. But that is the plan right now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Toronto, it's been a slice, but I'm fucking done. And also remember how I've talked about hashtag. This is year 10 for commercials, 10 straight years, 10 straight years of booking commercials. Your commercial sweetheart, Matt Duncan. He has booked in that 10th fucking year, babe. I am shooting a commercial tomorrow. I have fucking done it. And this is it. I've hit my year 10 mark. 2019, I am retiring. 2020 will not be auditioning for commercials anymore. Your commercial sweetheart is going into retirement. It's time to pass the torch. I don't want to do fucking dad roles where I've got fucking annoying kids in the McCain spot. Can't do it. I can't work with kids. It's one thing to be in a movie or a TV show with kids because they're trained fucking actors. But kids on commercials, let me tell you a little secret. The majority of them, it's their first fucking commercial they've ever done and the last commercial they've ever done will ever do because they don't like it. I've been on set with many kids on commercials and they start bawling their eyes out because it's scary having a fucking camera and 50 people shoved in your your face, okay? Okay. I can't do it because that's the next step for me. I'm in my mid-30s now. I'm just going to do fucking dad rolls where I'm fucking buttering bread for fucking craft dinner and shit. No, all the fucking fun rolls are in your 20s, early 30s. You get the fun stuff. I'm not fucking into this other shit, okay? So that's it. You know, if my agent listened to this podcast, she'd have a heads up. But uh, unfortunately not, probably. I would say she doesn't listen to the podcast because she'd be calling me going, what the fuck, dude? You're going to quit commercials. 
Oh, that's that's your bread and butter. What are you going to do? I don't know. I got to do something, though, because if I do this the rest of my life, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Okay? I can't do this mode of shit anymore. I got to move on. I got to feel fresh. And I, if I'm going to go back into commercials, I got to have a passion for this shit because I do not right now. I do not have a passion for it. And I need to find that. And the only way to fucking find that is to get away from it for a bit. Okay, and try to work on my TV and film career because that's the future. I can't do this shit forever. Like, come on. I'm so I'm let me just say, you know, I talk a lot of shit about commercials. I love being on set. I love shooting commercials. I love working with directors. I like making clients happy. But the process of auditioning and going to cattle calls, it's just it fucks with our head. We're all fucked up from it. Okay, nobody likes it. It sucks. So after 15 years of doing it, I'm at the end of my rope and that's okay. That's okay. It's time to move on. I am happy. Guys, here is my fitness update. Are you ready? I've been avoiding that scale because you know what? I've just felt a bit fucking heavier. I don't know. I just, I, I, I still am very strong from playing hockey. By the way, we're champions. We won the league. Thank you very much. We, uh, not the league. Well, yeah, our division. Um, so my muscles are pretty strong. My legs are jacked. You know, my, my mid area is still not good. Uh, got some muscle, but you got a lot of fat in there too. Obviously my portion size is uh, still a little too big. I have to make peace with the fact that, uh, I'm going to be hungry after I eat. I just have to eat less and be be a little hungry. And that's not the end of the world. You know, you have to mentally get into that groove. And I obviously I, I'm having a, a difficult time with that. Uh, I'm not I feel like I'm not eating enough during the day. I feel like I'm eating too late my first meal. And then, you know, you kind of binge a little bit on like one or two meals and you get too much too many calories. Your body doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. Well, let's fucking store it. Fuck it. Why is he like dumping all this shit on us? We have nowhere to put it, you know, you know, like I, you know, I, I was so hungry last night. We ordered sushi and I'm like, oh, sushi, that seems like a healthier, more low calorie fucking meal, you know, and you, you eat like six, eight rolls of sushi wrapped in white rice. It's not good. You know, you have your fucking gyoza, you got your fucking, I, you know, three deep fried tofus. Big chunks. I pretty much ate a half a slab of tofu. You know, it's like, this is all calories, bro. You got to fucking chill out a little bit. Just get the spicy salmon roll and a fucking wakami salad and call it a fucking day. You know, that's it, mentally it's so hard because, you know, it's it's been so goddamn stressful. Obviously, I'm going to fucking gain a little weight. I jumped on the scale today. I'm not fucking happy about what I saw. 229 pounds, guys. I'm almost at my max. I'm at my fucking max again where I've been. Not cool. Not cool. I don't want to be this fucking heavy. Getting married in September. I want to be under two. Get a little 30 pounds. 30 pounds in, you know, five, six months. That's going to be tough. That's going to be real tough. But obviously, I need to quit drinking. But that's how I medicate myself through all this shit. Because I'm so fucking depressed from all the fucking moving. And what, what, the, what are we going to do? You know, it's like I got a drink, unfortunately. It's alcoholism runs in my family, and it, I guess it's leaking down to me a little bit. I don't think I have a drinking problem. It's not like I'm getting tossed every day. Sometimes I'm only having like one beer. Sometimes I don't drink, but I, I drink more than I should because you know what that is? You're just drinking calories. A fucking beer 
it's just pure calorie. It's like 130 fucking calories at least uh, when you drink one beer, you know, and you just don't add food and shit on top of that. It's just, it fucking adds up, bro. If you don't have a metabolism that's burning bright like the fucking sun and supernova, you're going to fucking gain some weight. So, interesting thing to talk about. And this is something I think about a lot because I do have body dysmorphia. It's something that I've had since I was a kid. And it, it's really become more evident uh, as I've like, I you know, like how you transfer some old family tapes. And uh, there was these tapes that I've had for a long time. Video fucking eight tapes. Had to pay a shitload to get them transferred to DVD of uh, a couple of trips I went on with my dad before, you know, my fucking life got torn apart and divorce happened we uh i specifically remember this trip we went to in aruba this was like our last trip together before he moved in with his partner and uh our lives uh changed let's just say that he uh took me to aruba so i had these tapes i'm looking at these tapes i'm looking at me when i'm 11 years old i can't stand looking at videos of me. I thought I was going to like it. I think I thought it was going to be fun to look at me when I was a kid. I am like mortified watching myself. What is he going to say? He's a fucking dumb kid. You know, he doesn't, you know, like what I just, I look like I'm going to, I'm unpredictable and I don't like that, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm pretty controlled as an adult. And as a kid, I, I look a little too wild, a little too carefree. Okay, I'm not carefree like that anymore. But I specifically remember about this Aruba trip. When I was in Aruba, I met some kid there. This small fucking skinny kid. And I remember he was so fucking small and skinny. And I was like, Jesus Christ. He made me feel so fucking fat when I was there in in Aruba. And I, I, I remember this kind of subtle feeling of, you know, maybe I was like sucking in my stomach or something, you know, like... I felt like I was a bit ashamed of myself uh, in Aruba, not in a way where I was like making a conscious effort to not eat or what, you know, like it's never been that for me. I've never like forced myself to stop eating. I don't know if that's how it really works. I think that I should talk to, to a therapist about this to see exactly how it works. But I think it's like when you have these body issues, your brain just shuts off. It's not like you have control of it. It's just like maybe maybe I wasn't eating as much or something, you know? Like I I can't really remember. Like I feel like I've always had a good appetite, but you know, I was never puking or anything. I was never bulimic or anything like that, but I definitely had that body shame and like compared to the skinny fucking kid. So like it's funny to see and then I look at the fucking video of me when I was a kid and I can see my fucking ribs. Okay? That's how skinny I was then. And that kid that kid with the skinny fucking his ribs showing was feeling shame about his body. You know, it's like that. It just fucking, I can't watch these fucking tastes. It makes me sick. Maybe my dad was right when he took me to a doctor when I was like a year before that, or maybe it was that year. He took me to a doctor and, uh, I had to get a physical. He was worried that I wasn't eating and shit. And, uh, I was so fucking confused. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I'm not, of course I'm eating. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's just like, that's why it being a disease is just, it's so fucking, you know, I think a lot of people think that bulimics and anorexics, uh, that it's like this choice that they're making all the time. Like they're really putting forth 
this effort to starve themselves and to not eat, but that I really don't think that's it at all. I think that it, because it's a disease in their mind, it's like, it's just shut off. It's like a valve that shuts off and they have no control over it. That's that, that is what as having body dysmorphia, the best I can relate to it, you know? So it's just interesting to see. Cause like, yeah, now I, you know, I look at myself in different phases of, you know, this weight gain I've had over the last five years, six years since we started the podcast in 2014, you know, I was 211 pounds, I think something like that to 10, you know, and like, I thought that was huge. Now I'm fucking 230 again. What the fuck, dude? And I look at, you know, you know, even images of me there where I felt fat and now it's like, fuck, I don't look fat at all to me. You know, it's, it's just, it's so fucking the body dysmorphia shit is fucked. So anyways, all, all I'm trying to say is I got a little bit deeper and a little, uh, you know, I opened up a little bit more about this. This is something that I do deal with. Um, it's a difficult thing too. Cause like I have a grandmother who's kind of lost her mind. She has dementia a little bit. She doesn't really remember who I am. And she's like, fucking just cutting the fat jokes with me. Like anytime that I visit her now. So like I kind of avoid her because this is kind of a bad issue for me. Body dysmorphia, you know, you don't know what it could lead to, you know, it's, it's a serious mental condition. I clearly, clearly need to get help with it. Um, and yeah, I like kind of avoid my grandma because of it, you know, cause I, I know that she doesn't mean to be like this cause her mind's, fucking pretty much gone but i can't i'm not strong enough to take it in a sense i've never had anyone say to my face i thought you were thinner you know like oh you know like uh, no i'm your grandson she goes oh you are i thought you were thinner <laughs> like it's so it it's so life is so fucked you know it's just so fucked that it's it's this is where i'm at right now anyway uh moving on from that I'll just say you got body dysmorphia, you got body issues. I'm fucking there with you, dudes. And uh, you know what? It's a day by day thing. And and there, uh, I, I hear there's light at the end of the tunnel. That's all we can hope for. But uh, you're not alone. Cheers. Let's move on to shit that scares me. Alexis. Let's talk about fucking Alexis. Okay, the fucking <laughs> the fucking Echo Plus Amazon. Fucking Amazon is the most evil company in the fucking world. My cousin works high up in Seattle for for Amazon too. I think he's like top. Uh, fucking he's he's the person that made Alexis, or he's like part of the marketing. He flies to Japan to fucking do it. Alexis is fucking super evil. This shit. They're fucking recording your shit. You know, everyone's wondering if they are. They're not. We've got fuck. They don't even hide it now that they're recording your shit. You know what? You know what Alexis does? If you got a fucking Alexis and the mic isn't mute, anytime that you see that fucker turn on, which I have over the the last year, you know, you see it turn on. Uh, there's something you say something that sounds like the wake up word. You know, ours was computer. I think I've talked about this before, but it stores every time that motherfucker turns on. It stores that recording. On you can like access it on the Alexis app, which means that it's going to their server first so that you can access it. It's being stored on their fucking servers and Amazon, which means that anyone can access it really in, in the Amazon company or at least the higher up. So I don't know, you know, like the fucking tech people can. And we saw, we looked at this fucking giant list 
of recordings that, you know, the, the computers triggered it or whatever. I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before. It's starting to feel deja vu. Sorry if I have. It's really freaked me out. Uh, so we've apparently the fucking one we had in the bedroom, we ripped that right the fuck out. The little tiny one, the Echo Dot. See ya. We're done with that fucking thing. And then the hub, the only reason we keep it is because the fucking smart lights are so nice. The dimmable lights are fucking key. So we keep it on mute. Uh, it, we don't talk to the fucking thing. It's got, it's got the red ring of death on the top of it all the time. And that's where we fucking leave it because I don't like, I don't trust that fucking guy that's, I don't know, showing his cock and, uh, having to get divorced cause he's got cock pictures and whatnot. Cost him 34 billion, $50 billion in a divorce settlement. Guy is fucked. That company is fucked. How they treat their fucking employees and stuff. It's just crazy. Uh, and it, yeah, again, I have a cousin that is high up at, at Amazon. It's fucked up. It's a fucked up thing. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I got to say, uh, you got an Amazon fucking Alexis. Put that fucker on mute. Let's go. As we go on about data and stuff like that, I am at a social media tipping point. I hate social media. If I... If social media was around, and I've said this before, when I started acting, when I went to fucking college for it in 2003, that's 16 fucking years ago, I would have never continued with it. If I had known that it was so goddamn important to to be uh, present on social media and shit, fucking, I would, I would not have done it. I would be fucking out. I would have been fucking out. It's funny, too, because I went back to, like, I don't tweet a lot, but, you know, after 10 years, I almost had a thousand tweets, thousand fucking tweets. And I'm looking at all the tweets and I'm like, at the beginning, I'm like, fuck, I don't get, there's no likes, there's no retweets, there's nothing. And I forgot, do you remember what Twitter used to fucking be? There were no likes. There were no retweet buttons. You had to, like, copy someone's tweet and put an RT in front of it with their handle like and quote it it that that was retweeting for the longest time until they made it super fucking easy where you're just clicking a button and it's retweeting it used to be such a more personal thing so like i i reading some of my tweets this shit can come back to haunt you especially in the entertainment biz so i fucking deleted all my shit that wasn't in the last year everything prior 9 years before that is fucking gone i don't want to fucking because it's like i you know i may i i will not admit to it but i may or may not when rob ford was elected called him like a fat retard or something like you can't have shit like that on your your twitter you can't be dropping the r-bomb on twitter that's that's goodbye that's goodbye to your career okay probably in like any not even just entertainment uh yeah, really fucked up. So, you know, I'm really trying to pull myself way off of all the Facebook and stuff. Funny thing about Facebook, there's just an article that came out that said by 2100, by the next turn of a century, uh, there'll be the dead will outnumber the alive on Facebook. Okay. That's including Mark Zuckerberg, who will be dead then too, uh, as well as mo- I'd say all of my listeners. Me as well. We'll all be dead by 2100. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, there'll be like 4.5 billion dead people on Facebook in like a less than, I don't even know where they'll be at that time. It might even fold. I don't even know if Facebook will still be around then. But just to think that it's just this giant fucking graveyard of dead people with pictures and videos. Uh, it's going to be a lot of data issues with that, right? Them taking their shit and using it for whatever, advertisements and stuff. Evil fucking shit evil fucking shit. So just have a think about that. Maybe you want to get rid of your fucking account uh, long before that shit happens. Moving on, you know, uh, God, I got lots of shit to talk about. So it's going to be a bit of a long one today, but you know what? I feel like this is a decent app. I feel like I'm having a good chat. I feel like I'm focused. I'm on my second fucking coffee right now and we're having a good chat, right? It's just, it's good. Like we're, we're chewing the fat. We're trying to lose it. That's the slogan of the fucking pod. Let's have a good time. Everybody take a swig of coffee. Okay. Everyone take a swig. Okay, next thing I want to talk about is subscriptions, okay? I'm not talking about prescriptions. I'm not talking about your fucking going to the grocery or the, the pharmacist to get your pills. I'm talking about su- subscriptions, uh, which is an interesting thing because I've noticed that this is the, the main way that they've come up to uh, combat piracy. You know what? People didn't want to pay for music. So what did they do? They created shit like Spotify and Apple Music. Well, why don't you just pay 10 bucks a month? You can fucking have access to millions and millions of songs and artists. Who gives a shit? Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. 10 bucks a month. It's your fucking how much I spend on a cup of coffee at uh, Starbucks, right? That's what I always like to say. It's just a cup of coffee. But now you see they use that to to fight with piracy and it's working but subscription services now have subscription services which now have subscription services it's just like it's endless subscription services so that if people are like subscribing to all these different services for their cup of coffee that they say that they spend at at starbucks this shit's adding up way up and it's going to get way too expensive. It's going to burst and people are going to go back to piracy. That's what's going to happen. It's going to start to balloon again because it is getting crazy. People are, the subscription shit is just fucking crazy. I, I mean, you know, what, what, what can I say? You know, like you, you pay high rent in the city and then you have to have a subscription for every goddamn little thing now. It's just... It's not going to work. You know, we don't we don't make enough money as millennials. Okay, let's move on to something that, you know, one of the things that, you know, if I were to protest anything, if I were to get behind, you know, everyone's uh, the vegans are activists. So animals, cruelty and shit like that. For me, it's nuclear power. I want to end nuclear power. I want all fucking nuclear power stations to be decommissioned and then which will create jobs for people for like the next 50 years just to fucking decommission those plants because guess what guys it's not a fucking switch that you can just turn off and walk away from a power plant. This shit is like this shit needs to be manned forever. And if it's not manned forever, we're going to have fucking meltdowns and the world will be fucking over, okay? And there's been two meltdowns, significant ones in our history. The first one was almost just here in Pickering, Ontario. Can you imagine in 1983? I would have been deformed. I was born in 1984. 
Uh, I'm sure my parents wouldn't have left. I'd still be born in Etobicoke and I'd have like, I'd be all fucked up and melted and shit. Uh, yeah, I almost had a meltdown in 1983. The, uh, you know, the oldest fucking reactor in North America, uh, trying to get that shut down. There's a lot of protests to get it shut down. Of course, the fucking fucking Ford government, they're not going to do shit about that. I don't even think Wynn was going to do shit about that. Anyway, why am I talking about nuclear power again? Because everyone thinks it's so fucking great as an alternative. Something where you have to bury nuclear waste for 50,000 years until it turns to lead. I don't understand it. I don't understand why, like, bury it in the earth? What are you fucking thinking about? It's fucking insane. Um... Scientists have analyzed 17 glacier sites and found fallout radionuclides, radionuclides, nucleides, trapped within ice surface sediment called cryokinite, cryokinite, at all of them covering the Arctic, Iceland, the European Alps, Antarctica, and other areas. In some cases, concentrations of radioactive material are orders of magnitude higher than in areas that don't have glaciers. So this cryokinite is super radioactive sediment in the glaciers. And what's happening to the fucking glaciers, everybody? The glaciers are fucking melting. So all this shit is going to pour into the fucking oceans. This high fucking radioactive shit that has not just the two fucking uh, meltdowns that have happened. See, the problem with radioactive particles is they are very light. So when they are taken up in the atmosphere, they can be transported a very long way, right? That is the problem. So when the fucking Americans and the Russians were bombing the shit out of one part of their countries, like in Arizona and shit, that shit was going up in the air and the wind was blowing that shit all over the country. There's, I remember looking at a map of the fallout from like the atomic bomb tests and shit. And it's fucked. Like most people who have got cancer in America is because of those fucking bombs. Let's be honest. Um, and now that shit, I guess has been floating up to the glaciers and, and settling there in the cryokinite. And now that sediment's going to fucking, that's just another fucking bad thing that's going to happen with the glaciers melting. It's just, it is just, it's so hard to be hopeful. It's hard to uh, want to bring a child into this world. It's It could be really fucked up. For real this time, you know? I mean, I think the end has been coming for a long time, but, like, this shit is fucking scary. I, I, I really wish more people would think about the dangers of fucking nuclear uranium, okay? You know, my uh, my wife has a cousin who works at one of these fucking power plants, you know, and it's awkward for me because I want to tell him I want to have a discussion with how fucking dangerous this shit is. It's not fucking good. It's the end of our civilization. When we fucking are dead, this planet is just going to be radioactive for fucking ever because of the fucking meltdown of all the power plants. Moving on. I know it's getting a little dark. This is a this is a fucked up episode. I got lots to say, you know. Because the fucking gasket is finally blown, and I and I'm free. The Charlie Bucket Studio is gaining wings, and we got to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Anyways, there's a show coming out on fucking HBO called Chernobyl. It's about the meltdown in fucking Ukraine and the USSR. It's a dramatic show. It's based on fucking people who lived through that experience, that the worst catastrophe really ever to humankind. Uh. 
never happened before. You should watch it just to see what that fucking means. If that fucking nuclear pickering, if pickering melts down, we're fucked. Kiss Toronto goodbye. It'll be a fucking huge haunted thing. It'll fuck up the economy. It'll be fucked. Maybe I'll be able to buy a house though. Fuck. Maybe I should start rooting for this shit. Anyways, that's enough. I'm not going to fucking be ashamed of it. You got a fucking problem with me. You can fucking tweet at me and let me know. Nuclear power. I'm coming for you. I want you shut down. Let's move on. Let's do a little commercial ranting because I know my fucking people here are huge fans of the commercials that I do. Uh, You know, I bring a lot of joy in 15 seconds to 30 seconds of your day, sometimes multiple times. You're having a great time. Let's talk about one of the top commercial actors, Timothy Williams. Do you know who Timothy Williams is? Timmy Williams? Of course you don't fucking know because nobody knows commercial actors' names unless they're a fucking celebrity trying to sell you something. Right? You don't know any fucking commercial actors' names. There's no IMDB for commercials. Timothy fucking Williams. The Travago guy. A couple weeks ago, the Travago guy was found... (laughs) He was found passed out in a moving lane of traffic with his foot on the brake. Okay? In Houston. Uh, and the whole thing about this guy is like his first ever commercial for Travago. He looked fucking so hungover. He's wearing a jean denim shirt, no belt on his jeans, tucked in. He looked like someone I'd see at the fucking Blue Goose in Mimico. Shout out to the fucking Blue Goose. That's where the fucking real drinkers are. Uh, he fucking, yeah, he looks like my stepdad. He used to drive the go train, a fucking a serial alcoholic. Uh, anyway, so he was found passed out and I thought the motherfucker lived in Berlin. What the hell's he doing in Houston? Um, you know what? I will say what this is. This is a, this is a cry for help. This is him, him not super happy with the uh, life he's chosen. He, I, I don't think he likes that he's just known for a commercial. No actor wants to just be, oh, you're that guy from that commercial. You know, some people make peace from it uh, with it. You know, the guy in the Canadian Tire commercials, if you're in Canada, you know, he's making a fucking fortune. He's been kind of the spokesman for it for at least the last five years. But that dude's in his 50s and shit. He's got to be thinking about that shit. He's probably bought a house and shit. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to fucking do this shit. You know, he's made peace that he was a comedian. He was on Second City. Like, you know, I don't think he does much else, but fuck, he doesn't need to. Fuck it. It's too hard in this fucking industry. Fucking 36 million people. You're not going to make a ton of cash here as an actor. That's just the fucking, that's just the facts, babe. Okay. So yeah, Timothy Williams, all I got to say, I feel you, bro. I fucking feel ya. Moving on. Last thing I want to talk about. We're fucking up this planet, right? We've talked a lot about that. We need everyone. Like, it's hilarious that there's more. Some people are thinking more just about how, how can we get off this planet than how can we fix it, which is really fucking stupid. Okay. Because there's, let me tell you something that that's a problem, which, which is my scare with nuclear power, is the radiation, right? We can't travel in space because of the fucking radiation. Did you know that? So they, they did a test, too, with, like, there's two astronauts. I think it's, like, Scott and 
Scott Kelly, I think, and he's a fucking identical twin that's an astronaut. So they sent one of them to the fucking space station for a year, and they left the other one on, on Earth, and they did tests similar to see how each was changing. This is a fucking huge test. That, you know, they haven't... The, you can't do tests like this usually. Like, who identical twins become astronauts? Fuck crazy. And they found, like, the guy in space, he comes back, and his body's fucked up. His DNA's fucked up. A lot of it, like, repaired itself, and he got better. But it fucking ages you really bad being in space for a fucking year. Just one year. And he's not even way out there. He's still in our orbit in the space station. They get hit with ten times more radiation than down here on Earth. Ten times is what he gets. So can you imagine just like bursting right out of the atmosphere and fucking being in the dead of space? That's the only thing with the fucking moon landing that I don't understand. How were they able to fucking get to the moon and back? Like, is there some area that they were able to, you know, I I don't know enough about it, but did, did they, how did they avoid the radiation is what I'm trying to say. You know, so if you're going to Mars in a fucking, you know, eight, nine month space fucking mission uh you're gonna be pelted with this radiation like i I just don't understand how they're gonna protect themselves from it this is the problem with space travel i know it looks super sexy with star trek and star wars but it's just very it's it's very imaginative all this shit okay just fucking chilling on a ship everyone's walking around like i want to see a star trek reboot okay where they're all fucking floating around on the deck there's no gravity they look like they're like faces suctioned and they're like they're you know they fucking have to sleep floating standing up and oh fuck it looks horrible there's nothing about the space station that makes me want to go there looks like a fucking horror show Holy shit, I did 40 minutes. Guys, we're at the 40-minute mark. I got to wrap this up. This is... What do you think? I got a fucking guest today? I'm just fucking ranting for 40 minutes? I am fucking crazy. But I feel like we have gotten through a lot of things today. I think you've... uh, You know, I I got a little deep with some shit. We talked uh, about body dysmorphia. We talked about a fucking Alexis. Uh, You know, talked about my fucking weight. Uh, Nuclear power. Obviously, I've talked about that. And, uh, yeah, I just think that, I don't know, I don't know where we go from here, folks, but we, we got to start taking care of the shit that's closest to us. Okay. Look to your left. Look at that little shrub to the left of you. Let's start there. Let's try to make that shrub grow and blossom and bloom because you, I don't know what you're thinking about living on Mars. Okay. It's not going to fucking happen. Go try and live on top of Everest first, because that's apparently what it'd be like oxygen-wise, okay? Living on top of fucking Everest, where everyone dies. But, uh, hey, let's stay positive. This is, I guess, Fat Boy, and I'm trying to stay positive here, okay? I know it's been a bit of a negative Nancy, but, you know, that's what the world is, okay? Sometimes you got to drink gasoline to get your motor going, okay? You can't just put it in the slot. Guys, episode 41, we are going to blow by... I can't wait to do the next episode. I write down little notes and shit all the time. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for episode 42. I'm excited to come at you with episode 42. Guys, have a great fucking rest of the week. Enjoy yourselves. It's fucking May now. Let's have a good time. Can't wait to record in South Carolina in a couple weeks. It's going to be a fucking blast. Maybe I'll have some fucking guests on. Cheers. Have a good time. Bye.